Chris, we don't always name check the people who give us our listener suggestions, often because multiple people have suggested the same things. And sometimes uh, just because I don't record that information as much as I should, but I feel like um, because she's such a super engager on the Facebook page and uh, just paying me compliments in the street when I see her, I feel calling out our listener Libby as the suggesturer of the topic that I feel we have to do for this episode because she, of all people, suggested it. We need to bump it to the top of the ranking. Wow. Yep, yep. I'm, I'm, episode done. Before it, the theme song, a it, new record. Exactly. And, um, yeah, I just feel like, um, you know, if people are taking this as just a shameless attempt to incentivize uh, high engagement uh, with the podcast and particularly a positive saying stuff is great, engagement, then yeah, uh, you could be onto something. Listener Libby Gordon has suggested that we do friendship. I also just thought that's a great idea to rank. And another one, I feel like the content that people come here for is for us to take an idea just so self-evidently lovely and wonderful and just, you know, just do our level best to see if we can find any dark corners or curdling cross-mapping around the idea to, to ruin it for people forever. Yeah, if there's any if there's anything I know about the podcast, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna take an idea like friendship and it'll end up, you know, second last. Friendship we thought it was good, but it's actually <laughs> the most poisonous concept of all. And only ideology could be worse. <laughs> <laughs> this is like uh, I feel like before we uh, throw to the theme song, I'll yeah, I, I feel like an emerging terrible segment on this podcast is just Nick's perspective stand up set corner where I just come up with stuff that would be in my stand-up set if I ever did it. And uh, I think, yeah, I, I think I could get a good 45 seconds to one minute 30 about just the the fact that people feel so entitled to having a group of friends, like just everyone that you know has a group of friends and they'll just be like, hey, here's my group of friends. He's like, Scoey, he is an investment banker. And Pete, his girlfriend is 16. And, you know, it's just uh, not a question thing to the point that it should be. That was Nick's stand-up corner. Please send in your mail, uh, care of what do you think of Nick's stand-up corner, um, au, and uh, we'll throw uh, to the theme song unless there's anything else you want to say before we uh, do the next part of the podcast that we always do, Chris. No, I just want to let you know that I'm obviously high in as an open-minded person and I... If you said, let's change this whole podcast from now on to just be Nick's stand-up corner, I would, 60% of me says yes straight away and then I'd think about it. <laughs> we'll, let's we'll, go. Looks like we've got our first Patreon stretch goal on Rank Ideas. Pinging through the ether like a giant emotion, this lotion, this lotion, sometimes commotion, sometimes no commotion, Rank Ideas. Welcome everyone to Rank Ideas. It's the podcast where aspiring comedian Nick Delatovic and myself, <laughs> uh, lapsed comedian Chris Andrew, rank all human ideas in the ever-expanding list in order from best to worst. Looks and today we're going to be ranking, Nick? We're going to be ranking the concept of friendship. Um, looks like we've got a couple of comedians here ranking friendship. So... Uh, <laughs> Why? Uh, so um, this should be a lovely one to define. Um, Chris, do you, what do you think a working definition of friendship um, uh, is as a place for us to start? I guess it's a, it's a close, non-familial or like not contingent upon familial uh, relationship that you have. Um, I don't really know how to contain it though because I was thinking about this, like because this was a listener suggestion, I did delve into the the dark art of in the two minutes when I was waiting for you to call, <laughs> I'm thinking about, well, what do I think of friendship? Um, and what is it? Because <laughs> you stepped into a dangerous new world, Chris Andrew, of preparing for oh, the podcast. I ran straight from it because it got me nowhere. <laughs> um, but I, I thought that friendship, like, you know, but can you, you people talk about their, their animal friends um, and people talk about their partners as fr their best friend, which I think is it's very lovely. Yeah. They, they talk about saying hello to their little friends um, in some very specific <laughs> contexts. They talk about season one through 10 of a show called Friends. Um, no, the, I, 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 I don't know. I, I feel like um, if we're going to define this, it's got to be more the line of where we exclude is it, is, what constitutes friendship. Is it kind of the other way around? Is it, is scope the, is it, is it that it's a human relation, is part of what defines it the fact that it's outside of um, the default uh, practical definitions of what human relationships would be about, as in, um, 
you know, is as as in is part of uh, is part of it as a definition, the idea that it's a human attachment that you form um, out of mutual out of mutual enjoyment and edification more so or um, outside of just practical alliance for a practical purpose, quote unquote. So is it, you know, as in, uh, you know, as not just being um, uh, colleagues, um, uh, allies, comrades, um, co-workers, family members, it's, it's um, you know, it, I think people talking about their pets as friends and their partners as friends is an interesting one because in each case that's them having a, a, an obvious facile relationship with that creature and then also then having to state on top of that, wanting to state on top of that, that also they are friends. Um, see, that seems significant to me. Do you think there's something in it um, having to be some sort of reciprocal relationship? Uh, not not even, but something. I guess I guess it depends if we're talking about. Yeah, that's an interesting question because I mean I know people who I have friendships that I assess as being relatively one sided in many modalities, but I guess but you could argue that even the most, uh, <laughs> you know, and we're not we're not ranking. Um, friendships in terms of what's a great, what's the best friendship or, uh, what's the worst mm. friendship we're arguing. If you have the idea of friendships, what are the, what are, what is that? And what are the outcomes of that? Um, there, there are friendships that aren't reciprocal, um, or at least aren't reciprocal in the ways that you would look at and go, that's that, this is the edifying back and forth. But even then you arguably, even if a person's, uh, being relatively abused from their end by their friends in terms of what they're getting back, even then there might be some, whether it's good or bad, there might be some sense or some practical thing that they, that they feel or that they're in, in their instinct is that they're getting out of the relationship, even if it's just to feel useful, wanted, valued, or, or even having the hope of that happening. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's uh, I've instantly, uh, gotten bogged down in the semantics of that question, uh, as is, yeah, as it's is a, my it's brand. Yeah, it's a fluid thing. Mm. I feel like, um, yeah, when I was in year 12, the, there were some sociologists that came to our school and made everybody write down who was their best friend. Like everyone was like numbered, given a number, and you had to rank the, the friends that you have. This it's, is the Stanford let, prison let, experiment. In, this is Yeah, but it also is the like creation myth of this podcast. <laughs> 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 From that moment on, I knew the ranking things. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, and it was um, it was just interesting because at that point I realized I was like, oh yeah, you know what? Like, there are probably people that are going to put me down that I'm not going to put down, and vice versa. So, I, don't, I like I, I don't know. I, I think I think there's 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 too many questions at the margins. I think just um, I don't want to I don't want to get too lost on what um, a friend is like friendship is or isn't because um, I think it is fluid, subjective, um, and, um, and not going to be the subject, like it's not going to be the, the essence around which we're, um, debating where we rank it anyway. I think there's a t- the margins of it. Yeah. There's a, there's a, just quickly, there's a TV show that I quite like that is essentially a musical. It has the characters performing songs, um, in, uh, every episode. And one of them, one, e- one episode, no, um, I have watched that show, but, uh, this, the show is, um, this has a character in there who sings a song in one of the episodes to one of the other characters. And the name of the song I, or at least close to the name of the song is, uh, you're my best friend, but I know I'm not yours. And it's, um, such a lovely, such a, such a great, um, uh, maybe it says more about me, but yeah, just, just that, uh, just such a relatably like brutally bittersweet and well-observed, mm. um, thing to title a song and to write a song about. Um, but as you say, yeah, we could spend a lot of time looking at the angles of, um, getting into the specific dynamics of friendships, but yeah, backing it up. It feels like to me, friendship seems to map close to something, to another idea we have that is very high, which is jokes as in friendship seems to be, uh, an extant phenomenon to, um, a lot of what the story of humanity, like the way the story of humanity often gets framed is in terms of, you know, like as uh, in terms of, Oh, why, why did things happen? Um, the way that they have, you know, the way that they've happened, what's, how, how are certain behaviors incentivized to then become the thing we, that we do and how, and what, uh, practic- practical use and utility did things have to make them be the things that we do and, or what essential, th- or what essential traits do we have that dictate what we do? And I feel like, um, the funny thing about those 
uh, narratives is that they shouldn't nec- there's no reason that they should leave out things like jokes and friendship and music and um, uh, you know, pranks, but they, they often do. It's like there's... Um, you know, there's like a, a reductive aspect of, oh, we do, you know, we do things for reasons. And I mean, you could argue that there's heaps, you, you could get um, an evolutionally evolutionary biology uh, lens to analyze friendship with. And I'm, you know, that would be easy. I'm sure to be like, oh yeah, having a, having an emotion, having an emotional valence behind the idea of human connection uh, serves all these purposes. But to me, I don't care. I don't care about going back and forth on that. To me, it's about just, a bit like jokes. It's just one of those things where you go, oh, there is um, a huge dimension of the human condition that is just that is negotiated just through desire and enjoyment, um, or at least like hunger, or at least uh, uh, longing. You know, and I think, um, you know, and I, I it's really, I, I feel like if we talk about friendship, then we have to talk about the fact that it's something like a lot of things in the world that is unevenly distributed and unevenly experienced by people. But, um, yeah, if we were to just go super simple for a second, Chris, and talk about, all right, what are, you know, why is friendship good? What do, what have you got off the top of your head? Uh, well, I, I think I would, um, unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately for you, I would start at that, um, uh, in evolutionary biology function stuff, because I think, um, the, you know, just the incentives that we have to want to connect to each other. To, 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 to different members of our species for reasons that are beyond, um, I guess the coldest practical exchanges. Um, that, that, that is sort of the, the, one of the, it feels to me like the, the genesis of so much of our cultures and societies and, um, the things that, that, that we're able to achieve as a collective. For me, it's, it's, it's yeah, immediately up there with, um, sto- things like story and, um, jokes, um, because, it's hard to like, it's a, it's hard to imagine our species without that feature. It's hard to imagine a version of the species that would be, <laughs> that would feel worth engaging in. It's, it's, that's maybe that's what makes mm. it similar to jokes for me. As in if it takes, yeah, maybe this is a better way. Maybe this is a clearer thing to be thinking for me to be thinking than what I was saying before is that, yeah. Um, uh, friend, friendship like jokes, um, or something like music adds a transcendental element to our existence as in without, without these sorts of things, just the successful act of continuing to exist or even the successful uh, formulation of a society and enactment of society doesn't have a lot of appeal unless there are, and you know, if, if there's nothing in it, that's actually appealing. Like to me, the simple truth of friendship is that it's like beyond all of its uses, um, biologically, um, it's just that it's appealing and enjoyable. Like it's, it's nice and great to have friends, but, um, yeah. that's, I mean, that's a very thin thing to say without, um, talking about why. So, I mean, Chris, like for you, I mean, for you personally, like forgetting about the larger group organism, yeah. like what are the, what are the, what are the mechanics of, of friendship for you? Like what do you, what's happening, what's happening for you when you, uh, become friends with someone or end up, you know, or, or you know, what is, what is the state of being friends with someone for you? You immediately amplify your perspective in the world and um, your ability to understand things like, and then the, the feeling is like um, to, to feel through the exchange of things that make you close to someone. Um, the, the, it, there's, a, there's a comfort in feeling seen and known and a safety in knowing other people and then having um, yeah, ways to share your experiences of the world. And um, like, it's just kind of like, like having more brains or, so, or or limbs or something like you, you just, if you, if you was, if you were just navigating the world on your own, it would be so, if <laughs> it's a purpose to say, but it'd be so lo- like lonely. It'd be just so cold and, and, um, meaningless in so many ways. And it, it it's re- it really hard. It's hard for me to separate out the, um, it, it is a, like a core feature of this species, yeah, actually, I feel yeah. I feel responsible for us to do more to nut yeah, it out, yeah, nut sure. it out, to to tease it out from just human human connection or just relationships. Um, well, it has to, to be because otherwise we're you know we can't rank breathing yeah, or whatever. That's it. Particularly when um, you just particularly when you just have when you also have something like romantic relationships, which has a lot of sim, you know, which has so much separate potency. And you know, like there's uh, 
you know, you could uh, maybe one thing is doing the thought experiment of being like, oh, why isn't there just romantic relationships? And you just everyone just has tons of tons of those with lots of different people. But um, I don't know. For me, I uh, one one clue for me of another way to look at it is that I think there is. Uh, whether it's entirely non-reciprocal, I think we could step away from the idea of, oh, what do you get out of friends directly um, right, like for a second? Because for me, a lot of what I think about when I think about what I enjoy about having friends isn't just about what I get out of my friendships, but also just just the phenomenon of what it is to really like someone to like someone, you know, I know that I know the term to like someone as a friend has uh, negative con- <laughs> has negative connotations. Yeah, but to me, sure. man, just to just to decide, just to cross that threshold with someone that I've gotten to know, where I'm like, oh, that person is my uh, friend. Which you know, I'll, I'm the sort of person who throws it around. I th- I'll throw that term around loosely in terms of like, oh, I met someone and then they're basically. Um, I basically feel kindly disposed to them. Well, then I'll call them my friend until I have evidence to the contrary. But then in my mind, if I think the word friend in my mind, it's a more exclusive thing, much more. And I'm like, I'm actually, in terms of people that I really think of as friends, uh, as you know, Chris, I'm quite uh, picky and selective. And um, the advantage of that is that like my um, sense of, like when I think about my friends in my mind, like the, the warmth and the joy and the fun of that is such a deep thing and you know just the just the thing of yeah i I think i'm just talking about seeing and observing specific people in the world and being delighted by them or drawn towards them uh having a compulsive desire to be in their company or even just the sense that i would never not want to be in their company i know this again this sounds that sounds kind of weirdly loaded but um there's like a very, there's a tiny, you know, handful of people in my life where like the thought in my head is just, man, I would never want to, I would never not want to be in a room with these people. Like I could never imagine a context where I wouldn't want to be around them. And, um, mm. yeah. And it's, uh, you know, that it's so purely a function of just who they are and not, not, uh, obviously, uh, you know, also about the, you know, the, the, the way that I relate to them, the way that we both lock together puzzle piece wise, but, it's also so much about just them. And I mean, yeah, just, uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny. It feels like the flip side after we, we spent so much time dunking on fandom when we did the fandom episode and we ranked it so low. Um, to me, uh, I think part of what uh, irks me about a lot of fandoms and um, obsessions with things in the world is that they're just abs- so abstracted from um, the thing that I'm most excited to to be a fan about, which is just the best people, the people I judge to be the best people. That's, that's my fandom. Yeah. He said, I am cringily. <laughs> I think that with um, when you're talking about uh, you know, having friends that you would just always want to be around, like one of my biggest um, lamentations in about society generally, but in, and in my own life is that in, in contemporary life, I feel like there are so many uh, unworthy barriers to just constant friendship. Like, mm. like, like the people that I, th- you know, think of as my closest friends, I just want to be, yeah, I also want to be proximate to them all the time and like sharing all of life's experiences. But, you know, it's, there's so many, um, the, the sort of, the, the sort of rungs of, um, aspirational living and, um, and the, the mobility that everybody has and, um, the, 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 the ideas of various rites of passage and things like that really, um, a uh, 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 sort of roadblocks to just just constant um, uh, close knit community access that that is that I really want like and and to imagine a life without like I can't imagine I can't imagine living without friendship or, or wanting to be in a, the society in which it didn't exist because this like just being able to share. Just, yeah, being able to share, uh, like sharing is another idea that I think um, when, because sometimes people ask me what I think and will end up on top of the list. And, and um, yeah, I think being able to just march through the world and and feel like you get to, um, I don't know, sort of collectively up, up vote the things that you like and downvote the things that you dislike, like through your behavior and yeah, a shared experience. It's just so, it's so powerful. Like it's, I don't know, there's nothing and, and the, like the, it's, it's a room for play. It's a room for um, grieving. It's a room for um, solace contemplation. Um, yeah. 
fun, practical, like just, uh, you know, like eating. <laughs> I don't know. Just, there's just, they're just all the good, all the good things that you really need at a core level are better filtered through the world of exchange friendship. I like that idea of it as a lens through which to experience the world. And yet like, and which relates to what you were saying before about it's like having extra bodies, limbs, minds uh, within within yourself or that you have access to. I mean, sharing is our current number one on the list. And I mean... Oh, is it? It's yeah. already done it. It's number one. Oh, there you go. <laughs> well done, Chris. Listeners. <laughs> I married him, listeners. But yeah, the, um, uh, the best um, part of... Uh, yeah, to me, there's a lot of great, a lot of things I relate to strongly in that. And to me, the thing you were saying about proximity, I, I think that this is, it's a weird digression, but it's the reason why I personally um, have no desire. I don't fantasize about um, coming into wealth or winning. You know, I don't, I don't buy lottery tickets, so I would. So of course, um, I have no connection, no fantasy of that. But I have no fantasy of sudden wealth. Um, for lots of reasons as well. I mean, partly because I'm comfortably middle class and there's a lot of evidence that that's the absolute sweet spot of wealth um, mm. for what it means for your actual experience of life. But um, also the even just the risk um, that it would alienate me from the people that are a part of my current society, you know, that if I was suddenly in a bracket that um, of uh, resources that that would kind of walk with that out or make it difficult or, you know, just make it practically difficult. Like it's, I, would, I would have to come into so much wealth that I could just, um, lib, you know, uh, demand that all of my favorite people spend all their time with me and make it worth their while financially, um, which again could potentially make things awkward, particularly once I started giving nightly concerts um, <laughs> that, they, that they would have to be the audience for. Actually, this fantasy is getting better, but um, the... <laughs> But also, not, not for your friends. Not for my. <laughs> definitely not. Um, they, they've 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 uh, they've harumphed loudly into their uh, phones right now. But the. Um, I would love to be paid to watch your concerts. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, Chris. That'd be great. I could make you eat those words. But the. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the. Uh, but yeah, coming back to it, I think, and clearly, I'm hung up on this idea of um, wanting to express the what I find so great about friendship, not just in terms of its, um, of uses, but almost the idea that it's, it's great and super useful. And also it's great. It's great separate to that. And again, yeah, like, sure. like, like, again, like jokes, uh, it's fun, you know, like fun, like, you know, we haven't ranked the idea of fun, but just the idea of like friendship is, uh, friendship is something that you can just enjoy. Um, and, um, you know, if, if that could be happening separate to, yeah, it's, it, when when your friendship isn't optimizing uh, your other life outcomes along your values, it's still good, <laughs> you know. Even though, you know, and I mean, again, we could we could slide a little bit into talking about the potential um, cons of friends, which you know, and I think the tricky thing about friendship, it's so tied into the entirety of the human condition that there are friendship experiences which are, um, you know, harmful. Uh, not enjoyable, you know, things that are framed as that certainly count as friendship because they don't, they, they um, form in the exact same way as any other friendship and are negotiated through the same narratives, uh, same parts of the brain, but where the people involved with them are having a worse time than they would if they weren't in those specific friendships, like as in there are bad, there are bad friendships. Yeah. Big time. Do you think that there's this, like, I mean, of a lot of them, you can say, you know, being able to have those experiences is still, um, is there, there can be a virtue to it because it's that you're being offered a lesson and, and perspective and you're learning about yourself, hopefully. Uh, um, in, no, but, but not necessarily. Like, of course you can have a bad friendship and it can stay that way for your whole life and you can feel smaller for it or it could kill you or, um, I feel of the two of us, any number of negative things. It's tricky, right? Yeah. Cause I feel of the two of us, I'm the strongest constant believer in the human capacity to, to learn and transcend their current, like the current moment that they're in. But also, you know, there's a lot of evidence that pe that many people go through their lives without doing that in, in a significant, yeah. in a significant way, or at least it, it arrests quite early in most lives. Let's face it. Um, that's that to me in and of itself, isn't a reason to, upvote or downvote anything on our list because we are deliberately trying to posit ideas against each other in a rank list so that to create the best possible um conditions for people to pro to end up proactively um moving more towards the things in life that uh 
that will edify, that will edify and um, or create conditions for create conditions for there to be a lot of different ways for people to be edified and have a good time. Um, so I think again, I, friendship to me feels like one that is very affected by the other ideas uh, that we put on a list and where we put them. As in, a bunch of people having friendships in a society where certain ideas were elevated and others were smushed down, um, I think automatically are going to be more better friendships more often. Um, do you think though? Does that seem right? Yeah, for, I, I, absolutely. But um, I do also think that I, I don't think you can ever escape the like friendships are inevitably also work and hard and mm. and um, you know roads to to pain because you know no two people are aligned on everything and and behaviorally that will have an impact and you have to find a level and you have to work to get reward in in many instances. But um, I don't think that element of it is anything that would make it anything other than rewarding. And yeah, I th- I, that is a really key point to bring up Chris. Cause yeah, I mean, it's funny. I, I, uh, I don't know if there's more of it these days. I doubt it. I think it's just the usual again, certain phenomena are more obvious more of the time because of uh, more people communicating, um, publicly, uh, in, but yeah, I think, uh, just misanthropy, you know, in its hard and soft forms, uh, is pretty prevalent, uh, in human society as in people just, you know, um, if in, in fun breezy ways up to like full on, uh, dead serious ways, you know, uh, keen to decry, um, <laughs> the effort of friendship or the effort of human relationships, you know, people, uh, you know, ex- expressing that they're not having a good, uh, outcome of that, or, you know, even just, it's it, it, just the, just the chillest, most mundane thing of people being like, uh, um, I don't want to go to, I don't know. I, I, does anyone else hate going to parties or does anyone else, um, this it's, it's, yeah. th- you know, which again, it's very hard for me to relate to personally. I feel like I need checks. It's very easy me. for me. Mm. Uh, like, cause I'm naturally like that, but I think that, um, your point about, um, you know, is it, is it just, is it a growing phenomenon or is it just one that's more, um, representable and represented? I think that, I think it is imaginable that the net amount of friendships that exist in a society, like per person can change over time and, and by culture. And I think that they're, I actually wanted to get into this because I feel like, um, that instinct for friendship and perhaps this almost even leads into fandom and some of the other ideas that we will look at, but I feel like, um, the natural instinct for it is in some instances sort of mapped into the panopticon a little bit. Um, and, 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 you know, I, I've, I've, I don't listen to podcasts and I, um, I, I just, I don't naturally enjoy them as you know. Um, mm. and I wonder if the consumption of, um, of sort of closeness in the way that, uh, people are, are now better than any other time enabled to do it at distance. Um, I wonder if that supplants some of the the need for friendship. And, Cause I, I can imagine a future in which a lot of that is f- further outsourced. I, I don't think it can, can replace the natural reward. And, um, but I, I do feel like it can supplement and potentially stifle that, that natural instinct for friendship making. To, to, things on that like the the first one is i reckon it's really hard to judge whether you know what what the whether there's been a change to the stable state of amount of friendships yeah, sure. or, or drive for friendship particularly because if the other phenomenon you've got um with digital technology and the internet is um the ability for people to form friendships without being in the same room with each other which as you can imagine like has been factually has been a huge game changer for people from very specific yeah. populations or who have very specific experiences of the world like people who um to me like the the first thing i think of when i see people sort of um blithely decrying um technological process in that area progress in that area sorry is um just thinking about anyone you know me being from rural australia thinking about the incredible difference that it must that someone who's growing up as a queer kid in rural australia now would have compared to any of the queer kids that i grew up with in terms of them being having the capacity to be able to just uh have <laughs> to, to have other queer friends rather than having to be the the only or just one of three people with that experience um being able to connect online with 
lots and lots of people who have the same experience shaming the, sharing the same experience. As you say, not always directly, sometimes just from passively, you know, and there's a whole separate conversation about But there's still friendships modeling. you're talking about, uh, I think. Yeah, and I think, um, I think yeah, as again, the, like uh, dig- digital friendships are real friendships, as in, you Yeah, know, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's, I think, I think, I don't want to get, I don't want to get sucked into the alluring path for us to discuss, uh, you know, the, um, what we think about the impacts of the in- internet and, and, you know, digital realities and things like that. I know that's one, we'll that's, get, the, we'll get that's there. a topic that... We will, and I'm sure there'll be a lot to say, but I, I more wanted to explore the idea that do you think that um, do you think that there's a stable net amount of friendships that people have in their lives over time, or do you think that other fa- factors can um, significantly influence how they go? Yeah. And if so, do, can you see, foresee a society where people um, have very few friendships? Because, for example, like I, I'm Hungarian, as has come up a few times, um, and when you're you know, a relatively obscure nationhood. Um, whenever it comes up, people contact you. And there's, there's a study that a few people contacted me with that found that Hungarians have the least friends of, of everyone on the planet. Like, the, the, obviously, self-reporting, but people, I think they they came to an average of like 1.3 friends per Hungarian. Sobering. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I laughed a lot at it. Um, and uh, but I, I just I, I think that I I think as an easy case to mount that it is different over places and times. And, um, obviously it's a fluid thing anyway. So there'll be cultural factors in how Mm -hmm. you report what a friend is. Um, you know, like what have we got? 2000 Facebook friends or something. That's not, that doesn't indicate much. Um, um, or it doesn't indicate much in terms of friendship. And, um, but I, 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 I can see that, um, I can see that the way in which we hold friendships in our lives changes. Two things on that. So the, um, the first is the idea that um, it's uh, like, hey, I don't know. I don't know if for, if people are having more or less friendships. I think that would be, I, th- I think, A, I think it would be extremely intersectional to things like culture and location. Um, I, I dare say some people are having more than they were. Some people are having less. Um, the other thing is, you know, uh, there's, an, you know, someone like me, um, not just, you know, I'm very extroverted and one of the joys of my life is making new friends. And um, a sobering thing, notion that I've had to contend with, you have um, certain um, studies and stats that routinely get uh, published in a reductive way by um, the, the, the media who do a bad job of it. See our episode on journalism. Um, mm. the, but, you know, this, this is, you know, quote unquote, studies show that the optimal amount of friendships that an adult can hold is capped at blank amount, you know. And, um, so there's, so a, there's that argument, which always sends chills down my spine because I'm someone who's living in constant denial of the fact that I can't just keep not just forming new friendships, but that they can be close and engaged and sustained and lasting. And, um, uh, you know, and I am often, I'm putting a lot of thought and ongoing calibration into how I approach that. Um, and what it, and part of that is what it, me, me unpacking and examining, in my different friendships, what it means for the friendship to be close and intimate and, um, you know, mutually beneficial and ratified. And, um, yeah, but I mean, also it's very easy for me to imagine someone having uh, 1.25 friends and, uh, having a great time with that. Like as in, it feels weird to assume that there's an optimal level of friendship measured in how many friends you have. And I say that, yeah. and I say that as someone who's my instinct is more, more, more. And particularly, obviously your, the, the argument you made for more, which is compelling is the idea of, um, uh, the extra perspectives. But again, you could have, you could have 2000 friends and still not have, um, a great amount of different perspectives. If all of the, if you had 2000 friends who were kind of who were sort of echo chambery in their selfhood compared to yours, you know, to me, you can and also like the, the closeness, like just what you would need to do to service that many friendships yeah. um, would prohibit a, um, yeah, would prohibit a certain types of exchange and yeah. availability. And as, yeah. and you know, as someone, you know, judgmental as I am, there, if there are people in my life where my, you know, my uh, glib diagnosis of a lot of the problems in their life is just like, oh, that person, or a big problem that that person has in their life is that all their friends are shitheads. Like that person is just, they, they, yeah. have, they have extreme, they have qualities 
um, that are transcendent that I, you know, that, that I judge as being, um, su- superior human qualities in my subjective judgment. And those, those aren't finding their best expression because all the modeling they get, they're getting from all of their friends are to just act, you know, just, just to be the worst and uh, to be hopeless. And, uh, to me, you know, like in, like <laughs> environment shapes selfhood, that's just, that's, there's evidence for that. And, um, the, uh, yeah, I, so, but let me put it that way. I, I think I could easily imagine one person having 30 friends and the, and those friendships all being relatively garbage versus another person having three friends and those, and those, those three friends giving them relatively better outcomes if they were the right three friends. Um, yeah, yeah. it's, it's the, the chimps, the five chimps. Have you heard, I, I, I don't know where this do they have an idea comes from? Do they have an EP out? <laughs> they sound they sound more like from the fifties. The five chimps. <laughs> um, no, the five chimps. Um, they um, the the idea is that you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. Um, yeah, and I, th- I think it's an idea that comes up a lot, sort of in this podcast, where you talk about us uh, it, it being a group organism, um, and I, I kind of think that like it's it's. It's it's a bit of a um, it's a branch to go through discussion wise, but not really critical one in terms of like what is the optimal amount or type of friendships. Friendships are going to exist anyway, um, no matter what. And um, but what we're looking at is the quality of that experience and what it means. And I think I think that um, yeah, I lo- I love the idea that uh, you know for for all. I, I loved hearing it because I have a human brain and you have mm. a human brain as well, which is why you would express it. But the, the, the friendship itself is like, has a, a transcendental higher quality that, that is separate to all of its, the sum of its utilities. Um, yeah. I, I think that's, in a, that's, that's inescapable in a good way. Yeah. And I mean the thing, exactly. And I mean, the things that are transcendent are transcendent because they're the things that, human brains value and, and enjoy it for no other reason, but that's the best reason. Um, and, and not, and not all of them. And I, I think that that's, yeah, there's a reason that there's a reason that we're threatened by, um, psychopaths and sociopaths or, and of course these are like, you know, pretty, often pretty loosely mapped labels. And, um, but there's a reason that we're threatened by the, the traits of people who do not act in the interest of everybody else or do not form friends or, you know, like a, the, the idea of a, a lo- someone being a loner who then, then comes and, you know, shoots up a school or, what, or whatever, like, you know, these the, the sort of real um, caricatures. I, I, um, don't, I don't have to but, go that far. As someone who's um, extremely pro-social, I'm threatened by any expression of misanthropy. Again, like I, yeah, yeah and anyone's, any any mundane day-to-day joke about, oh, people, am I right, um, gets my hackles up, which is an extreme reaction, but it's because I'm like, no, people are, people are the entire game. People are the whole, people are the thing. And anything, and it's why I, you know, um, it's, it's why I uh, rush to defend a lot of modern phenomenons and enterprises, which are a mix of extreme good and extreme bad, but which to me just are just, oh, that's just a large amount of people amassed peopling at each other. Um, and, Mm. and that to me is, that's like, that's all of it. Like anything that you like is that, um, anything you dislike is that too. But like for me, um, yeah, I just like, that's where all the delight is. Um, so yeah, it's the idea of, um, uh, thinking of that as the hardest, worst thing to have to contend with, um, is, uh, well, again, it's really, I just can't relate to it. Um, but I, but I, you are an outlier in that. Like, I am. I, um, I could, I sympathize completely and, um, you know, share that sort of, you know, interest in the, like when large groups of people are peopling, you know, not having to attribute a good or a bad value judgment, but just like, oh, isn't that interesting? As you and also then, know that um, I'm as you also know that I'm extremely judgmental and critical. But I guess um for me, like, you know, I'm I'm as inclined as anyone else to be like, well, the, I mean, you know, most most things uh, my assessment of most things come down to it's like, well, yeah, I mean there's a mo- most most things that you see are a phenomena of the failure of human intelligence um or acuity in various areas. Um and uh, yeah, that's like failure is the def- tends to be the defining trait. But to me, that just that's uh, completely separate to whether or not <laughs> it's, it's it's somehow separate for me to my sense of actual value of humankind and human interactions. Uh, yeah, I, I was only saying the the outlier element to to say that I feel like you know you know maybe you're in the one 
percentile at this end, but I feel like I think that's right. Ninety nine point nine percentile still have like a distaste for someone who uh, refuses to be able to make friendships or can't do it. Or um, good you know, point. I, th- I think there's there's something almost instinctive that's uh, threatening about about that. That's a good point. Like even people who were all their friendships are shitty are still going to be like just going to be like why do <clears throat> why do you refuse to make shitty friends like the rest of us. Um, yeah. Um. A uh, couple of things before I forget them that have come up. I mean, a that thing about being your first, your uh, the middle distance of your five. Uh, yeah. Of the of the people you spend the most time with. Um. I don't know if it's. I don't know how much it indexes to pe- to volume of who you spend time with, but I definitely. You know, I'm very aware that um, a lot of people in my life who just have great or delightful traits or mannerisms or features. I've semi-consciously just stolen heaps of those traits and features. Like my the the public nick that people experience <coughs> is uh, largely is very much partly stitched together from a lot of other people. Um, you know, to to for, for people, to, you know, to enjoy me or dislike me is to enjoy or dislike them to a large extent. And um, you know, I'm uh, not conflicted or anxious about that. Like it's just. Uh, it just feels like, you know, that's just been good, prudent action <laughs> to be like. I think that's everyone to a various, various mix though. Like, um, you know, that's, that's kind of describing culture and sort of l- yeah. you know, learn, learning, learn traits and behavior. Like, uh, I, yeah, I don't think that that should be anything to be. No. And uh, um, rejecting of. And that's my smaller point. The other thing I want to bring up, and it's, it's maybe a bit of a digression, but I think it does. It is. It's very specifically talking about friendship. But I feel like um, a lot of the uh, narratives or our instincts or intuitions that people have about where you go to find friendship or form friendship or who you should be friends with um, Mm. tend to be faulty. And that leads to a lot of the um, issues that people have in their friendships or relationships. It's a huge, it's a huge sadness mm. of mine seeing people make friends, um, based on uh, any sort of external prescriptive idea rather than their own first instincts and nothing else. Yeah. The facile, the, the facile ideas, facile ideas about, Oh, we're both, um, we're both, uh, members of this population, um, that we can identify. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, that is to me, that is like one of the absolute primer adult lessons to just, just to, you know, in terms of being like, quote unquote, like, a, you know, if you define adult as someone who's just got some really fundamental things figured out that are going to help them in life, the number one thing is, is like, you don't have to be someone's friend just because you have things in common and you can absolutely, some of the best friends you can have are people that you have huge differences with, um, even, even, diff- even vastly different core values around certain subjects. Those people can be, those people can be good friends to you. You can be good friends to them. And that can be, uh, those, the, that can be the best. Uh, and the other thing can absolutely be the worst if you don't examine it. And that with practice and that it takes, it takes practice and effort, not just to, uh, form friendships and to sustain them, but it takes practice and effort to be able to assess people in terms of what type of friend they will be to you and whether or not they're exactly, whether or not they're the type of person you can have a good friendship with in the important ways. Um, and because it takes practice, you should start practicing it <laughs> like from the earliest possible, uh, I find, opportunity. That, I find that I have a good idea very early because I like to a whole bunch of, um, I, f- I feel like when I meet people, it's the thing I've realized, um, in sort of recent years, but I find that I, um, do a whole bunch of sort of out, out of line social behavior with people I don't know. And cause that kind of serves as an unconscious test for like what their appetite for various things is and like mm. where their values lie, uh, which gives a good indication of whether or not um, there's going to be the security for friendship. Cause I, I, contrary to public appearance, I, I think I'm starting to suspect I'm quite a socially anxious, a very socially anxious person. Sure. Um, and, and really need to, I really covered a type of social safety to be able to um, express myself well and to want to share space with people, um, which is really contingent upon them um, being fine with me being however I am. Um, and like, but just, you know, with that trait to then get to um, meet new people, I, I, yeah, I find that like, yeah, I'll, I'll always make like, you know, wildly inappropriate not maybe not even not a joke, but just statement or something you, like that. You and talked just about gauge it, a reaction. You talked about it in the jokes episode. That idea of yeah. that, that you would that almost you 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 will do 
things that would that other people would judge as risky behaviors with someone that they don't yeah. know as well. But it's like, but it's almost like that's the point of why you're doing it. Am I right? Is that you're almost you're you're almost wanting to you're wanting to find something out. Um, yeah, about, yeah, absolutely. About, about the scope and potential of interactions with that person, and you want to know kind of right away. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense to me. Have to know immediately. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, certainly, if you've got if you've got anxiousness around that topic, then that's that makes sense as a strategy. I mean, for someone like me, I mean, it's funny. Like, I have a, I'm anxious in other ways in life, but I'm not socially anxious. Like, I'm so for me, uh, social interactions are a very comfortable thing. Meeting new people, um, being in groups, you know, the managing different social dynamics. Like, there are there are you know microclimates of things that I get really worked up about. Um, but really it's, you know, it's, it's for me, I, I, I certainly relative to the population, I know that I, um, thrive in that, in those interactions. And for me, uh, a lot of it, it's, it's just practice. And I think things just lined up specifically for me very early in my life where, uh, really I just made a bunch of very, um, I did a lot of, uh, I made a lot of mistakes very young, uh, in a way that was then impossible not to get feedback on that I had to reckon with. Um, and that was kind of fortunate just cause it, cause yeah, it just meant that I was kind of thoughtfully working on it a bit, um, from a, quite a young age. And so, yeah, it, it just gets to the point where the, where I just have, uh, I just know what I'm doing there in a way that is not about, uh, is mostly about just having reference for what human beings are like and what they care, what they do and don't care about. Um, hmm. You know, and just seeing, and you know, just in really like just just a high, uh, high propensity for remembering that other people are way more similar to me than they are different, and um, usually, and yeah, but then it's just a bunch. It's like anything. It's 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 like all the things that I'm not good at because I have, haven't practiced them as much, and they and it seems like um, uh, and you know, obviously, I have the privilege of not having um neurotypicality or other other um sensory processing. Uh, situations which make it extra hard for me to assess those things like you know social cues are a thing that I can um yeah. that I can see without barriers so I've got uh advantages in that area but I don't you know but also I don't have any um I don't think I have huge natural gifts either I think it's just from grind a few decades of Do you grind. think we should talk about that neuroatypicality I mean I, I don't mm. have too much experience but I know that um people who do struggle to engage with like like it Friendship is so important that it, it that is one of the core sadnesses for people who are unable to read um, the social, the very social um, cues and dynamics that are unconscious for perhaps the majority of the population. For those those on the outside of those um, of that language, um, it's 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 so painful to then not be able to navigate certain types of friendships in the same way. Yeah, and I see and friends of mine who uh, have yeah, have had those challenges or challenges that lead to similar outcomes, you know, just friends of mine who, who have huge struggles around making friends or in, yeah, the initial forming of friendships. Um, it is such, you know, it's, it's such a, it's so easy to see that it's not as easy for everybody. Um, yeah. my uninformed opinion is that people with specific, uh, neurotypes, that there's nothing in their neurotype that makes them on you know that makes them intrinsically less able to have friends all of i think or any neurotype could be just as uh great to be friends with and and could have great friends and have and the machinery is there to have the friendships i think it's it's yet another way in which the way that society is currently organized marge it's is is marginalizing these people in an entire suite of ways and there's no narrative of um tolerance for their difference. There, there isn't narrative tolerance for their difference. And there is in fact a narrative of othering of their difference. I do feel like if you were able to ameliorate those or, um, rewire those, or for instance, start society from scratch with a master list of, list of the best ideas ranked, mm. um, in order. Um, I feel like those people, uh, you know, uh, yeah, neurotypical people, I mean, just that word, what, are, you know, we don't, it's, it's neurotypical, we have no idea how the stats actually express across the population, you know, <laughs> like, like, is it that, yeah. is it that there's a majority of neurotypical people or is it that, um, it's just, you know, the, it's, it's so much easier for, um, to, to quote unquote neurotypical people to imagine themselves as the center because they've been narratively constructed as the center. So as, as the, as the, as the average, as the majority. So, I mean, I have no idea, but I think, I think that's a bit semantic, like regardless of the, um, source of the truth that there is still that distribution of experience and um 
And uh, yeah, and I think like that's a big. There's a big case in, in you know that that ties back to uh, the the enabling digital world for um, being able to connect people in, in to be able to have the expressions in the ways that um, best suit them and to find the other people that are um, looking for the same thing where they may not be able to say if they're in regional Australia. That's right. As where you grew up in the eighties. Um, and yeah, and I mean the eighties that you love. <laughs> Um, the idea of, um, yeah, I guess it is a pretty critical when you get right down to it in, cause I think this, this affects the ranking. Um, do you think that if everything was, uh, if the best version of this list have occurred and was used to create a society and both those things will happen, um, do you think then that you would still have people who in a, in a society that valued friends and narrativized friends at the, at, at high, high and central, that you would still have people who would have no friends who would want friends, but not be able to have any. What do you think? Yeah. Do you think you could eliminate that entirely? Do you, th- you know, and I don't just, it's, it's, it's so that they want friends. That's, that's the, I, that's, that's the thing. That's a, that's a big qualifier. Forget, forget about if people don't have, don't have them and they're loving life. But if, you know, would you, if you, if you think that if we think that any version of society would still have people who would want friends and not have them, then that's always going to be, um, uh, that's always going to be a con built in. There's going to be cost, a minority cost, an extreme minority cost, but still a cost into, uh, the idea. I mean, I, I think, I think that, um, I think that yes, um, that, but I think it will, it really, there are so many other factors that um, that uh, will impact the quality and the and and even the quantity of that type of friendship. Like like you know, friendship is as we started off is a pretty big. Um, there's a pretty big spread of what it, it it can be, and I feel like I feel like with with a well balanced everything society, you know, with where all sorts of the, the values that we end up with at the top of the list are the ones that um, that everything is structured around. Um, mm. I think that ever, I think that there should, I think that it is possible for everyone to, or, uh, all types of people to have, to find friendships. But, but as I said, the, this, like there is, there are so many factors on the, um, nature of what those friendships would be. And I think one of them, which you're going to love is just the sheer amount of people that are out there. That, yeah. And that's, and that is, You've you've got me dead to rights, Chris Andrew. The idea of yeah. and you know this is my thing, right? It's this is separate. Um, the obnoxious advice I give. So not talking about leaving friends for a side and talking about romantic relationships. Like of all the obnoxious, mm-hmm. Nick, just shut up. Bits of advice I've given to friends when they've uh, had bad relationship breakups or are just or considering whether they should end a romantic relationship. You know, the big thing I'll often ask them, I'll be like, well, how did you how did you meet? your current partner, you know, if they're expressing to me a doubt that they'll be able to find another relationship, um, you know, as, uh, which, you know, as again, I only, I'm only friends with awesome people. So the idea is always really ridiculous on its face just because of their, their high, high value as humans. But even then the other thing I'll say is like, look, did you, how did you meet your partner? And, and often, you know, they met them through work or through, through friends or, or certainly usually in the place that they live or a place that they were living. And, um, yeah. And, uh, I'll just say, I'm like, well, you know, you didn't, you clear, you didn't have to climb to a mountain to meet this person, like the odds of, you know, the, the, the statistical odds of, um, of this, uh, in your favor. And yeah, once you, have something like friendship being able to be negotiated without uh, immediate geography having to be a factor, then yeah, you, there's, as you say, like you've got the full diversity of humans. And again, there are huge limiters in our current society. Again, the, uh, people's, the, the, the types of people that we end up interacting with is, you know, is massively siloed and controlled and not as, not as broad and as, um, rich as it should be for a lot of reasons. But, um, we could, I feel like that's a thing that we can definitely affect, um, on the list in the list reality. Oh yeah. Um, I, I could, I could almost hear the people sighing, the listeners sighing when I said the five chimps thing. Cause like, you know, for a lot of people who think of that, you're like, Oh, you know, fuck, I spend eight hours a day with, you know, Joe, the mouth breather. Like I, I don't want to be like, <laughs> that have a huge impact on my, behavior. yeah, which, which it does. And I it's think a good it's, thing it's for them why to it's have so to important think about. to align. Yeah. It is absolutely. It's so important to align, um, 
I've found in my own life how rewarding it has been to align um, the things that I think are important with the behaviors that I do every day and with the, and with people that, that are yeah, augmenting that. And I augment as well. I've changed life situations, work situations. I've had the luxury to do so, but like I've, I've um, changed workplaces where I liked everyone at the workplace, but there was just a, yeah, there was just a subtle, there was just a general value difference in terms of what I was trying to achieve there versus what they were trying to achieve there. And that to me was easily enough to be like, no, I, I need to trust that there's a version of this where I can like the people just as much, but relate to them and, and feel part of a shared enterprise and kind of, you know, be, you know, just have that next level of right, right kind of thing. And, you know, that's, I'm still, I'm still on that journey and I feel like it's come at a great cost continuously. Um, trying to find it, but, you know, being closer to it is so much more rewarding than moving away from it. And, you know, it's, it's again, there are like, I, I know I say this sort of thing a lot, but there are people in the world who really don't have these sort of choices in life. Yeah, They're stuck where they're stuck. And so if you're not stuck where you're stuck, it's good to at least know that you have the choice, even if, even if the choice would involve a lot of effort and a lot of fear. Um, oh, you owe it to the people who are stuck where they're stuck. That's for sure. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, could we, uh, so in terms of ranking, um, let's, no, I want to talk about it. I think we should, I know where's it's, I know this is such a long episode already, but I think we should, you know, we have friends doing a podcast. We should talk about our own friendship briefly. Please, Chris. Um, that's a delightful subject for me, but would you like to begin? Well, we knew each other for many years before being friends. And I think that's a striking yeah, I think that's, that's a striking thing. And I was really thinking about it before when you're talking about, um, you know, don't pick your friends based on people who have the same interests. Like, I feel like, you know, we're, I, I think, pretty empirically similar in a lot of ways. But, mm. um, and that, that, but that wasn't an attractor for, I don't think, for either of us. No. At all. Yeah, I'd say that's right. In fact, I, I, I remember, I have enough memories of when, uh, uh, yourself and like, you know, yourself and your band members in Fun Machine kind of being like suddenly being at venues, playing gigs where I was playing on, and, you know, being on the same my bands that I was playing and being in the same bill. And, you know, you, you guys suddenly being in the scene as figures and uh, because you're a very likable bunch, you know, like a lot of my friends that quite instantly are taking to you as people. And, um, you know, I, uh, yeah, as, as I've stated, my whole practice around this type of stuff is a little bit slower and warier. And, um, I've just seen so many, uh, situations where people are, uh, rush headlong into, uh, relation, like close friendships and relationships with a lot of intensity, uh, where it just goes, it also just goes wrong really quickly and really yeah. badly just because. Well, let's put it this way, Nick. Am I doing podcasts with any of them? <laughs> Those boobs, <laughs> these unnamed chumps. The, f- <laughs> the fact that you would always yell at them and call them boobs and un- unnamed chumps tick, uh, in the room, I think. Has, particularly, I'm not invested knew- learning their names. <laughs> There's no podcast. Um, but yeah, the, uh, let, let me put it this way. I feel like, um, the, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of, uh, I've talked to, uh, already on the po- podcast about how our friendship is a place, like my friendship with you specifically is a site where I experience a lot of safety and a lot of, um, sense of, uh, seeing, seeing you for who you are and being seen for who I am, which is a thing that I value. And I think, um, there's a lot of that is just to do with the specific, uh, person that you are. But I also think, you know, um, off the top of my head, now that you brought it up, the idea that we, that we came to it as a friendship in its own time and, you know, like patiently over, over years, as in neither of us were like, uh, proactively hunting for it. It kind of, it's snuck up on us as a thing that just had to happen. Like, I think that that, uh, you know, I think that bolsters the whole sense of security and what it is. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, you know, there's something, I don't know. I, I do, sometimes I meet people, um, and I right away have that sense of like, oh, I want to be good friends with this person. Um, but, uh, partly because I, partly because of the sorts of anxiousnesses that I do have in the world. Um, but also just cause it's a strategy that's, um, proven itself is even when I have that feeling, I'll tend to play it cool. Like I'll tend to let, let it go. Say, leave it up to just trust that chance, that chance will bring us in contact enough times without me pushing heavily into other, into the other person's space. And that, yeah, if I'm, if that my instincts are right about our potential for connection, then it will just happen. Um, 
And uh, again, it says a lot about my life and the advantages I have that I can that I can take that approach, but and be relaxed about it. But also, yeah, it just to me, it's been proven again and again, and that I, and it just and it gives it that sense of it gives my friendships a a greater sense of stability uh, than the actual depth to which I relate to my friends already has. And I mean, yeah, I mean, um, it's, uh, it's yeah, I feel like. It's, it's, and the the other thing that I would um, always want to say about my friendship with you in particular, Chris, is I feel like we've um, have a bit of a space where we uh, can talk to each. You know, it's not like we it's not like there are exclusive topics that we only discuss with each other necessarily. But I feel like we've been able to find some really specific connection points, or you know, like the conversation. Maybe all I mean is the, I have conversations with you that aren't the conversation I would have with anybody else, and that's a very uh, specifically valuable thing. And I feel like us, yeah, that, that, um, slower, gentler way that we were able to find those connection points over time and test, test them out and have them go well, maybe has contributed to that. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree, feel the same way. And, and, um, think that that's, that, that's, that's, that's a, I know that's a really special thing for me in, in the friendship, but I wanted to say that I think just reflecting on it in, um, and what you're saying, that's the, uh, the slower, gentle coming to friendship. I think a big part of us being able to friends, be friends, to be honest, was I, I think I had to be a bit more integrated as a person and um, and aware of how um, my own uh, is it feelings and ideas shape behavior or so, something something like that, some sort of uh, integration um, to be able to have a space in which you're, um, uh, intelligence and wariness wasn't, um, mute, like we weren't sort of having mutually uh, distancing interactions or something. I think it's tricky when, um, yeah, I definitely remember the interactions I did have with you over the first few years of knowing, which, you know, like chatting at the front of, um, venues and stuff quickly, you know, like quick, mm. quick conversations in public at public events. I feel like there was definitely a bit of a sense of um, both of us being on in a way, like in a way that wasn't to do, you know, the, like it's, 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 you know, it's, uh, there was, you know, there was a sense that, um, that there were, that we were dealing with other social dynamics in ways that we were still working out in a way that um, mm. uh, would have, if, if we tried too hard to push anything there, it would have just been like a couple of um uh, magnets canceling each other out or, you know, uh, yeah, it would have just been, yeah, it's, it's, it would have been fine, but not, um, nothing, nothing special, like, uh, as like the special friendship that we have now that it's, that's extremely special to me. Yeah. I think it's, it's, I, I like, I, you know, I would only be speculating obviously, but uh, I feel like it's a nice chapter marking of, of like mutual personal development, um, to be able to find and create a space for each other, for each other. And, and, you know, I just, I'm ha happy to say how much of it, you know, like there's personal development that I've made. That's about me, um, being a better communicator or, or being able to be vulnerable. Like I think you've been able to even, mm. e I th I'm sure you've been able to even chart across our friendship, how much more comfortable I've gotten to be, um, vulnerable with you and to you and not have to always present as my imagined sense of what a good, what, as what a, a great person to be around would be. And, you know, and then that's a feedback loop where you've received that well in a way that's made me feel, um, you know, emboldened and braver to do that and safe to do that. And, you know, there's, um, and I, and I can tell you, Chris, like you doing that for me has made it, has had an effect, not just in our friendship, but on other friendships I've had, like having it tested and proven as a thing that can go well in one situation has made me more, uh, willing to risk that with other people and just be, yeah, just, just not, just be less of a hermetically sealed, um, person who was doing, you know, and I was doing fine. So it's great to know that. Yeah. But also now I'm doing better. And, you know, that was, uh, that's a really nice outcome where I can point to, um, a, you know, a few very specific loved ones in my life who've, uh, helped me with that and you're one of them. So, um, 
this, yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> you know, there's pers personal growth as a function of um, me putting effort out there, but also uh, having a real sense of just wanting to selfishly hoard as much uh, enjoyment <laughs> of life as possible. I think on such a nice, you know, virtuous cycle, um, we're probably good to to rank it. I guess a, a final thought is that, um, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and dissatisfied with the state of your friendships or um, uh, the state of your world relative to the friendships that you want to have, like, I, I feel like, I hope that, um, you know, the, the us placing this really highly is an indication of um, some world that, that, that isn't accessible to you or that um, isn't, um, it, you know, the, the feelings that you have aren't ones that, that I imagine many of, if not all of us struggle with at, at, at different times. Well said. And yeah, I, um, uh, <clears throat> I, for me, this, this idea is definitely, um, top three. So like at the moment, our top two is sharing and jokes. You know how much I love jokes sharing. I th mm. sharing, I think the fact that you came up uh, that that you had to revisit the topic of sharing in terms of talking about just the the full sweep of um, human connection before and and how it can be delivered suggests that sharing might still just be somewhat of a bigger idea, maybe in a way that gives it the edge. Um, yeah, I think so because uh, like and and uh, actually that uh, one of the topics that we talked about in sharing came up for me in this as well, which is um, you know the narrative of like you know where we the the um, the, the Germans and the French and Brits exchanging like Christmas presents and sharing a game of football over the trenches in, in the great war. I feel like friendship across uh, supposed enemy lines is something that you constantly see as, as well. And is really beautiful. So I think, yeah, there's, they're, they're so, there's so similar ideas, but um, yeah, I, I agree. I think that um, the trade of sharing is, is something that is bigger than friendships, but it's, yeah. There and there look there are a few things I value in life more than jokes. Very few things. Uh my friends and friendships uh would be one of them. Um I I think it's still not impossible though to put friendship higher um because if you think I don't know, if you think you know we're going to new society you everyone can share with each other as much as they want but you can't have friendships. No, it doesn't really work because you can't have friendships without sharing. I feel yeah, it's it's like um shit it's I, I am a big one for, yeah, things like friendships and jokes where they are just the, the, yeah, the transcendent things. I'll always push for them to be as high as, uh, we can possibly get them. But yeah, I think sharing is kind of, is, is both one of those as well. And, uh, and you know, sharing is a transcendent experience. It's a lens, it's a mechanic, it's a, um, yeah, it's you know, it's an it, it's an idea in every way. An idea can be an idea, and uh, is is really good across all of those. So, yeah, I was my I, my sense is sharing, uh, and then uh, friendship at the new number two ahead of jokes. Yeah, I strong agree. Wonderful, and yeah, just um, yeah, as we bring the episode to a close, just one more time to just reiterate what Chris has said. Like you, our listeners, of all people are deserving of the best possible friendship experiences and, uh, <laughs> you know, acknowledging that it's not, that it's not fair in any way, how much, you know, how much effort or, uh, difficulty it might take to bridge from where you are to a more satisfying version of that. If you, if there is one and there is one, um, yeah, it's still, you know, we're, we're sticking up for your, uh, power to do so. So, um, we'll look forward to hearing, uh, getting your mail about, uh, your experiences of, um, uh, yeah, ditching Steve and finally getting to hang out with Evie a lot more. Also, we'll look forward to Steve's, uh, angry mail when all, yeah. all Steve's everywhere. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. I'll look, f I'll look so forward as I always do to the next episode of rank ideas that we record together. I'll be there for it. See you, Nick. See you, Chris. Sometimes commotion, sometimes.